Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. On today's show, we go over the MSU men's basketball schedule that was just dropped on Wednesday. And then it's a, it's a pretty series of easy questions, true or false, with Ryan Oblenis of The Only Colors. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thursday, September 9th. That is right. We got two more days until football is back at Spartan Stadium. Uh, first time in two years. Uh, you know, you might have not have known that, but yeah, it's been two years since the game has been played at Spartan Stadium in front of fans. <laughs> if you're going to the game, please, I beg you, start hydrating. I, I, I've, oh boy, you're actually, no, you're already behind schedule. Just Start tailgating right now. Get get the fireball out. Get the natty out. Get the whatever your libation is. Just, ah, what the heck. It's Thursday. We're close enough to kick off. Uh, hi, I'm Matt Sheehan. Uh, the podcast is Locked on Spartans. And yes, uh, I'm still not too smooth at these openings yet. I, I, I probably will never be. That's just kind of how I roll. I just enter every room in a Kramer-like fashion. I enter your podcast in Kramer-like fashion. I just... I don't know what's going on, but hey, today we actually do have a structured show. I know, crazy. Uh, first, right off the bat, we will be talking just a little bit about the MSU basketball schedule that was released on Wednesday. And for segments two and three, we got Ryan Oblenis of The Only Colors here to chat football, but in the form of question. That's right. Going to lay out some questions for my guy, Ryan. He's going to answer true or false, and then we're just going to banter about it. Yeah, hopefully it seems pretty simple. Um, all right, but before we get to any of that, that's right, it's housekeeping time, baby. Need to ask you, find folks to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Uh, we do this five days a week on the Locked On Podcast Network. And if you have ever, ever, ever have any questions, comments, uh, life advice requests, anything that you need, uh, hit me up at LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. Got a question uh, yesterday that I wanted to start the show off with today, but dumb old Matt forgot that, oh, that's right, they're announcing the MSU uh, basketball schedule today, so we're going to scoot that back to tomorrow, actually. Sorry, John Aerosmith, if you're listening, it's your your question that I'm going to get to tomorrow. has to do with quarterbacks. Very interesting. Um, All right, guys, before we get to the schedule, though, quick little note. You might have saw it if you were online for even 17 seconds. On Wednesday, but yes, friend of the program, Matt Ishbia of United Wholesale Mortgage. Hoo-hoo, baby, that's right, rolling out the bags for the football and basketball student athletes, giving each of those athletes, even the walk-ons, a $500 monthly stipend. Thank you to the NIL rules. I'm sure part of that, the student athletes will have to tweet about it every once in a while or fulfill their obligations for a quick little sponsorship deal. But regardless, all 133 football and basketball student athletes will be making a nice little $500 monthly stipend courtesy of Matt Ishbia and United Wholesale Mortgage. That totals roughly $800,000 for the year. Roughly $800,000 for the year. Um, yeah, that's not necessarily what we doled out for uh, Matt Coglin for his tweet or Ken Coleman, but uh, we're, 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 we're getting there. We're catching up to you, Matt Ishbia. That's right. Watch your back. 
Um, all right, so let's get into the schedule drop for MSU. They announced it in the most bizarre fashion on the Big Ten Network. All right, we're going to announce a game date here on March 3rd. All right, hey, guess what's going on February 2nd? Can I interest you in this game on January 16th? It was very strange, but if you want to go see it, uh, well, msuspartans.com is probably your best way to go about it. Uh, I don't want to rattle off every single game in a row because that doesn't sound like too much fun for you guys. Uh, we already kind of knew the non-conference schedule, how that was going to shape out. Uh, just really quick, um, the the two exhibitions against Ferris State and Grand Valley, and then you got Champions Classic versus Kansas, Western Michigan, Butler, Eastern Michigan, Battle for Atlantis, Louisville, Toledo, Oakland, and High Point is the non-conference schedule. So as far as Big Ten play goes, let's break it up in two ways. Let's look at what the toughest four-game stretch for Michigan State is and the easiest four-game stretches. I feel like that's a nice little superlative way to break these down. Actually, let, let's start with the easiest. Let's start with the good news here. Um, ironically enough, I, I do think the easiest uh, four-game stretch here for your Michigan State Spartans comes right at the beginning of the first four games for Big Ten play. You go at Minnesota, home against Penn State, at Northwestern, and home against Nebraska. And just like last year, yeah, Big Ten will be a little tough. I don't anticipate it'll be as tough as last year. So it, it's very tough to come up with a four-game stretch where you feel like uh, all should be wins. You know, um, I would say at Minnesota, that's definitely winnable. Penn State, solid team, tough team. But, you know, you get those guys at home, that's fine. At Northwestern, okay, once again, winnable game. And then home versus Nebraska, my God, that should be a winnable game. So that's the easiest four-game stretch there for the Spartans. Now, the toughest four-game stretch here, there's no shortage of options, but there definitely is one patch of four games that two-and-two, uh, and two, if you handed me a contract and say, hey, take two-and-two two right now or leave it, oh, my God, I am signing that contract, and I am fanning the ink dry as soon as I possibly can. Because the four-game stretch here uh, in the middle of the non-conference play of at Wisconsin – at Illinois, home versus Michigan, and then at Maryland. I oh boy, that's oh, oh. Um, hey Matt, why 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 do you drink? Well, this four game stretch here is is why I do. I don't know why the rest of you do, but that's this definitely gonna be my reason. Uh, come that part of the season, already not looking forward to it. And I guess second place for toughest four game stretch here is you have to look at the the last four games. Of the schedule, you got at Iowa, which I don't anticipate they'll be that good this year. They'll be <laughs> fine at most, but still, anytime you go to Iowa to play against them, especially if you're the Spartans, they hate, hate us, hate Michigan State. Oh my goodness, um, that's going to be a tough atmosphere to play in. Then you got home versus Purdue, and yes, it's the only time you face Purdue, thank God, on the schedule, but I, I think Purdue will be the team to beat this year in the Big Ten. And to round out your season, you go at Ohio State and then home versus Maryland. Uh, really quick before we get to segment two and three with Ryan O'Blenis. Uh, hey, what happens with the schedule is that you get hard concrete dates and you can start matching up. Hey, well, it's going to be a fun weekend. Well, uh, the first fun weekend is going to be uh, November 12th and 13th. November 12th, if you're out of town or even if you're local, just looking to have a hoot and a half of a weekend, getting a hotel for a night. May I suggest the Friday, November 12th home game against Western Michigan in basketball. You wake up the next morning and then bang, it's home against Maryland on the gridiron. So a nice little basketball football doubleheader there for you early November. 
And then, uh, just like last year, when we I think it was the Notre Dame game and the Northwestern football game, both men's basketball and football playing the same day, we get that once again. Uh, although, boy, howdy, gee willikers, really wish it was a better football game to look forward to. Not to, not to say I'm going to rule our Spartans out. Hold on. Sorry, don't want to be negative Nancy here. But, it, of course, I'm talking about, uh, yeah, we play at Ohio State on the road for football. But then, hey, Eastern Michigan at home for basketball on the same day. That is November 20th. So two, two little fun little scheduling wrinkles there for you guys. All right. Uh, on the other side of this little break, we've got Rhino Blennis of the Only Colors. It's going to be a fun time. We, and you can play this at home, too. We've we got statements. I'm going to ask them if they're true or false. And uh, we're going to get our banter face on, baby. That's right. But first, need to talk to you fine folks about rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? Like, does your blazer need a gibble uber? Like, I don't know. I'm the furthest thing from a car guy. I just bark into a microphone about car guys. The car guys and gals at rockauto.com. I'm talking about family-owned rockauto.com. Core values. That's what they like. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? It would be ridiculous. It would be clown-esque behavior. Rock Auto, just like I said, is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every single customer. That's right. I'm talking about you over there and uh, those speakers or headphones or whatever you listen to this podcast in. They have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, new carpet, and gas pedals. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. Hey, how'd you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. Folks, I was not comfortable with the lack of Irish-American representation on the Locked on Spartans podcast, so I had to go out and find my guy, doer of all things at the Only Colors. That's right. He writes, he manages, he he does it all. We're talking about Ryan O. Blanis right now on the horn. Ryan, thank you so much for joining. How on earth are you, man? I'm good. I'm happy to be here. I feel like we've been trying to set this up for a while, so I'm happy we can make it happen. Yeah, you're not kidding, man. This has been a, it really has been a long time coming. Um, so, hey, we got a simple uh, process here. You know, we're we're done with college, we're we're done with school, but it's it's quiz time, baby. It's true or false time. I, I got a list of questions. You got to tell me if it's true or false, and then uh, we'll banter. We'll probably get heated. We'll probably yell at each other. Schedule to meet up for a fight somewhere. Um, yeah, that's just how it goes um, in, in these parts, doesn't it? So. Um, Without further ado, I, why don't we just start off with Kenneth Walker? Let's just start with, with the man of the week right here. So this is the first, first statement right here. Kenneth Walker will have at least one more 200-plus yard rushing game. Now, for some background, Le'Veon Bell is the last guy who had multiple 200-yard games in the season back in 2012. He did it three times. 210 yards against Boise State, 253 yards against Eastern Michigan, and then 266 yards against Minnesota, and almost did it four times with 188 yards against Nebraska. So, again, I know I'm rambling. Kenneth Walker will have at least one other 200-plus yard rushing game. I'm going to say true, and I wouldn't be surprised if it happened this week, given how uh, 
Youngstown State's defense played this past week, but not good. <laughs> yeah, not good. So not good. I think you know. I'm not saying it's happening this week, but I'm saying it'll happen again at some point this season. What do you think? See, I don't hate that. What what, what gives me a little pause here is I, I also left out a stat because that that's just what I do. I'm just a mean person. With Le'Veon Bell, when he did it, it was 44 carries against Boise State, which in hindsight seems inhumane. Like, that, that that's insane. You get 36 carries against Eastern, 35 against Minnesota, and then 36 in that almost 200-yard game against Nebraska. I just – I don't know if Kenneth is going to be ever getting more than 30 carries. But then again, it, it's clear he doesn't have to, though, like against Northwestern's defense. And just like you said, Youngstown – Oh my goodness, PU. That that's that no, 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 that's not good. I so I think it either comes against Youngstown this week, and like you said, or I'm jumping on the line here, Western Kentucky scares me. That air raid offense, maybe a way around that is you try to slow the game down, you try to keep the ball on the ground, and maybe maybe that is when Kenneth gets 30 or so touches to, you know, drain as much clock as possible. So that's kind of where I sit on it. But, but when I was looking this up, by the way, here I am going off script. I, Jeremy Langford never had a 200-yard game. Does that surprise you or does that sound about right? Yeah, that does surprise me, actually. Uh, I was in the press box at the Northwestern game, and we were uh, a few of us were looking up the media guide, and we, we were trying to look up who had the last 200-yard And A few people were surprised that Langford wasn't on the list. I was, too. Um, but I guess, you know, you know, Langford had great games, but I guess he never uh, never quite got there. No. So how late into the game until you start summing through a media guide? Was it like 21-0 at that point? Was it like 28-7? Like how, how how long and bored into the game does the whole media row have to be to start <laughs> summing through the media guide? Well, I mean, when, when the dude takes the first play of the game 75 yards, sure. you, knew, you knew like right away he, he was going to have a crazy game. So it wasn't it wasn't that deep into it. No, yeah, that's a fair point. Hey, how, how did it sound from Media Row, by the way? Did it sound like a pretty heavy state contingent or, or not? Because it... Oh, yeah. From, from the uh, crowd, you, the go green, go white chants were crazy. Like, and we they were literally booing Northwestern when they took back-to-back time. I see, you know, heavy, heavy Spartan alumni in Chicago and a lot of people who travel from Michigan. So I figured it would be that way. It usually is, um, you know, when, when MSU plays at Northwestern. But... Yeah, it was definitely uh, pretty smart and heavy in the crowd. I, I almost feel kind of bad for Northwestern. Like, the, the, their home games are few and far between. Like, yeah, they're, okay, home on the schedule, but whew, those are neutral crowds at, at best more times than not for the Wildcats. But that, that's life, baby. That's life. Beautiful um, campus. I was impressed. There was, like, one party store open. Like, we, we got – no, no, no. We, we need QD. <laughs> yeah. QD needs to erect some buildings over in Evanston. Stat immediately. So, I digress, though. Yeah. That one party store too. It was like thirty bucks for a case of Bud Light. Like they hold you at a ransom. They know. They know they're the only party store in town. But no. whatever. That's a first world problem to the nth degree. Actually, uh, number two. We're gonna stick with a player here. We're gonna stick with a player that also had a good game. Not as good as Kenneth Walker. Let's not get carried away here. Uh, but it is Jaden Reed ends the season as the leading receiver as far as yards go. As far as yards go, Jaden Reed ends the season as the leading receiver of course main competition would be Jalen Naylor or are you going to call it right now are you going to say that Tyler Hunt is in fact going to be the top receiving yards getter lay it down Ryan I'm going to say false I think it'll be Naylor just because 
more yards per catch. I think that that Reed will have more receptions, but I think Naylor will have more yards. You know, I, I can't hate that because Naylor's been here for he's he's getting to like what Juice Williams status where you feel like he's been here for almost nine years. Now. <laughs> I mean, it's the, my man's been here for a hot minute. So yeah, well, I think what only two targets in the or two catches in the first game, but. I think it's interesting, too, because I, I went back to, like, Peyton Thorne's, you know, Ohio State game when he checked in the second half, and all five of Reed's grabs in that game were from Thorne. So the early chemistry. I keep talking up and down about the chemistry, but Stephen Brooks set me straight that, yeah, Thorne's going to have chemistry with every guy right now. Penn State game last year, Naylor and Reed each had six grabs, and now game one. Reed's a little bit in the lead, five to two, but, yeah, like just like I said, a lot of seasons still out, and – I think too, like the, the the you know it it gets out that all right on third down if they need a play like we might just go ahead and double read. You can't double both of them. Doubling both of them would be silly town, right? I mean, it's no way anyone right. can do that. Yeah, Naylor was quiet that first game, but I don't expect that. You know, they obviously they didn't have to throw the ball much because Kenneth right. Walker was just going crazy. So you know, I expect Naylor to have more opportunities going forward. Like I said, I think Reed's going to to still get uh, you know the most receptions, most targets probably. But I think Naylor will do more once the ball's in his hands. And actually, you know what? I'm just going to add one in right now, and just to stick with receivers. Uh, if Ricky White comes back miraculously, let's say this Saturday or next week against Miami, he does not have that third receiver job. Trey Mosley did enough already in Game One to say, uh, "Sorry, Buckaroo, you're going to have to wait a little bit. Maybe, maybe get some catches as a fourth receiver if you go four wide." I think Mosley did that good in the first game. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I think uh, I think Mosley should have the the number three job right now. Um, you know, MSU is going to have three receivers on the field a lot of the time, so he's going to get a lot of playing time that way. And you know, if White does come back, you know, he's not guaranteed to to even get playing time at this point. You know, he he went crazy against Michigan last year, but outside of that, he didn't do much. Um, you know, he, he was pretty quiet. So. I think, you know, Mosley has the experience. He's been around the team longer this year with whatever the hell's going on with White. Um, so, yeah, and, you know. No I, one I think, knows. <laughs> no one even knows what's happening. Like, it's it, it's no. crazy. So. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll be back with Ryan in a hot second. But first, I need to talk to you fine folks about sweat, block, wipes. <laughs> Ooh, that's right. It's going to be a nice 80-something degree day in East Lansing on Saturday. And if you if you applied sweat block, Last Saturday, last Sunday, even Monday, Tuesday, what have you. Like I suggested, you'd be good to go because sweat block wipes protects you for seven days. I that did not that did not come out of my mouth incorrectly. That's right, seven days of protection with sweat block wipes. Doctor created, doctor recommended, and comes with the dry shirt guarantee. If you start perspiring in the middle of the third quarter as MSU is leading Youngstown State 21 to 17, <laughs> well, guess what? You won't be because you got sweat block wipes and you got a dry shirt. And if your shirt does happen to get some sweat on it, well, it's a good thing they stand by their product because they're going to give you your hard earned money back. They have been a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years and they have racked up 13,000 reviews. Manufactured in the USA. That's right. Born and raised right here in this soil, baby. Freedom comes with your blocked perspiration. That's right. With sweat block wipes. Guys, if you know someone uh, you love is, is dealing with this, you, have, you just got to check them out. Sweatblock.com. And, oh, you think I'm going to end this without giving you a sweet promo deal? Well, you are wrong. Uh, use promo code LOCKEDON. That is one word. That is LOCKEDON. 
for 20% off your order at sweatblock.com. Once again, that's locked on for 20% off at sweatblock.com. And also, I need to talk to you beautiful people about betonline.ag. It's that time of year again. As all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this fall. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including the online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open right now at Bet Online. Head to the website, use your mobile device, sign up today, and receive your 100% welcome bonus. 100%. Be sure to take advantage, guys. Of their opening day super promo as well. This is the last day to do it. Well, duh, because this is what the promo is. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener. Hey, that's today. Between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25. That is for new customers only signing up when using promo code NFL100. That's all one word. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football to basketball, boxing, golf, Ryder Cups around the corner, baby. Uh, Right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season at BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, let's keep talking to Ryan, shall we? All right, how about, you know what, let's get into it. This might be the hottest uh, take right here, depending on what side you go here. But this is how I'm going to set it up, and this is, I guess, a take I have that I want you to temperature check. Cal Halliday will have the biggest impact in the Mel Tucker era of any Mark D'Antonio recruit in their career. You like that? That has some sizzle on it. Ooh, you got Payne the Sword. Payne the Sword might be the obvious yeah. answer, but I, I kind of like Halliday. And I'll give my reasoning, but I want to hear for, from you first. I was I was really impressed with Halliday. I had no idea he was going to be starting that game and playing as well as he did. Right. I think. Pro football put out something that he was the highest graded defender in the game. Um, you know, he's only a redshirt freshman. I honestly, you might be onto something here. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say true. Bang! That's all right. I right, got one. One down. <laughs> one down, Ryan. All right, chalk it up. I'm, I'm gonna have a little chalkboard in my office right here. Just to, who agrees with that take? Because listen, no doubt Peyton Thorne is is gonna be a guy that people are gonna talk about. Maybe even Jaden Reed. I, I guess you can count him. Yeah, he went to Western, but I'll, I'll count transfers just for this hypothetical conversation. But defenses as no slouches either. You got Sugar Weasel, Angelo Gross, D'Antonio guy. You got Jalen Hunt, D'Antonio guy. It's but man, it's just like you said, Halliday was so impressive. I mean, whether it be physicality, whether it be dropping back into coverage against receivers or running backs, like they, they all right, retro freshman out there. Oh, we're gonna pop him on a route. Not so fast, my friend. Cal Halliday was all over it. So yeah, I I think I think I'm onto something there. I'm gonna yeah. You know what? That I'm, I'm gonna license that take. That's right. Cal Halliday fan club starts right here, Ryan. Me and you. Co-chairman of the Cal Halliday Fan Club. Let's get it popping, baby. Let's get it. Or, or, or if That's you want those responsibilities, that is. Yeah. It, it's, it's a lot of responsibilities. So, um, it, okay. And this is more of a season as a whole sort of thing. Uh, the over-under in Vegas, I think, was anywhere between like four and a half, maybe even at a five and a half, depending on what sports book you looked at. Right now, though, I feel like seven wins is the standard. Is that true or false? Is that true or false in your opinion? 
I think it's true, um, given the performance after week one. You know, I had predicted going into the season six and six, so I was kind of right there anyway. Northwestern was always kind of looked up at looked at as a toss-up game, and I thought they would win it. I didn't think mm-hmm. they'd win it that way. I thought it would be a really close game. Um, so I definitely think that, as of right now, like seven wins should definitely be in play, and it should be at the minimum the goal for the squad. Yeah, no doubt. Just because, like, I also look at the schedule, too. And that, that Northwestern game was such a barometer of, like, all right, Northwestern can be an okay team. But you have a lot of okay teams on your schedule, too. Like, you have Youngstown. You have Nebraska, West Kentucky. Rutgers, even though they're looking pretty good, Rutgers. Indiana, th- that might be a maybe game now. Michigan, maybe game. Purdue, maybe game. Maryland, maybe game. Like, I- I've got eight maybe games on my fingers right now. I know this is a great podcast, and I'm holding up my fingers to no one that can see me right now. <laughs> but yeah, like that's eight maybe games that you probably should could win. So I seven is the standard, but I, I think I'd still actually be okay with six and six. Just give me to a bowl game. Like I, I don't think that's too greedy, right? I mean, yeah, six and, six and six six. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. Yeah, I just bowl eligibility should have honestly been the goal going into the season. Um, you know, anything after that is, is pretty much going to be gravy for Michigan State fans anyway. But, you know, given how how they looked in that first game against Northwestern, you know, I, I guess we don't know yet. Northwestern lost a ton from that, uh, you know, Big Ten West championship team mm-hmm. last year. So maybe they're terrible this year. Maybe they're OK. Like you said, I think it was a good measuring stick, though. And I think that, you know, at a minimum, seven wins should be the goal right now. But let's say hypothetically they start four and two, like they catch a loss to Miami and catch a loss to to Rutgers, whatever. If they if they end the season two and four, and then that would you know do the Spartan mass there, carry the one six and six on the season. Well, how would you feel about it, or, or does it really depend on like who those other wins were against? It in your opinion? Yeah, I mean, I think you know if it's six and six and a win over Michigan. Um, you know, I think that'd be a, a fine season. Like I said, at this point now, I, I really think it should be seven. But, you know, if six and six, a win over Michigan, make a bowl game, you know, maybe win that, make a statement moving forward. This this season to me was all about laying the foundation, you know, for, for mm-hmm. Tucker, the culture he's trying to build. You got all these new players, uh, transfers and freshmen. And, you know, you actually had a full off season to get – your, your stuff in with the spring and the summer workouts and everything that, that they've gone in, you know, even if those results aren't coming this year, they, you know, a six win, seven win season sets up next year for, you know, higher expectations and, you know, just improving. No doubt. And also, you actually, you know what, this is going to funnel it right into the next one. You brought up culture and that just stuck out to me because one thing that Mel Tucker's done is give the people what they want. And, of course, I'm talking about uniforms, baby. Uh, so the next sentence is, in the Mel Tucker era, uh, the script state helmets are the best helmets that Michigan State has worn. I think they've done the classic green helmets, the classic white helmets, Gruff Sparty, the Block S, and now the script state helmets. So the sentence is, script state helmets are the best alternate helmet that MSU has. True or false? So I, I, I love the script. Helmets, but I'm going to say false because I don't think you can beat Gross Party. Bang. Simple as that. You know, I'm right with you, too. And tell me if this bothered you, too, but the script state matched with, like, the current font on the jersey. 
too, too much juxtaposition there. Like, I don't know. Like, you, you, you got to make the actual jersey a little old school, too, if you're going to go old school script state. And it also looked a little bit like the, the, the color of white was off, too, between the jersey and helmet. Now I'm just nitpicking. But uh, <laughs> I also got to stand up. Maybe it was here. So, did you notice that, too? Or is that just like, like the nerd, like, graphic designer minor? I, I couldn't see that. that level of detail from up in the press box. I guess when I had my binoculars, maybe. Um, True. But- yeah, I, I guess that wasn't something I, I noticed, but I appreciate I'm, your attention to detail to it. Actually, okay, you know, I, I'm, I'm doing a complete sidestep right now because you said binoculars, and I have to bring this up right now. We went into the game. I, my, my brother may or may not have a pair of binoculars. That's actually a flask that you could put liquid into. So his, awesome. his side, hypothetically, again, this is all allegedly, he, he put Captain Morgan in his side, and I put Bailey's in mine, thinking there'd be coffee or hot chocolate at the concession stand. There was not. So I was desperate. I didn't want to take straight pulls. So I got a Coke. Did you know that if you put Bailey's into Coke, it gives like a Mentos and Diet Coke reaction and it just goes everywhere? Did you know? I I had no idea until I actually did it. It, I I can't tell you the amount of mess and the amount of like Coke there was around me. It was unbelievable. So I'm sorry to completely derail our conversation, but you said binoculars and I just had to I appreciate that, that factoid. That's, that's a good time. Or like if you're somewhere and there's Bailey's and Coke, set someone up with it. Be like, hey, you know what you should try? Bailey's and Coke. And then just watch disaster unfold right in front of you and pay their drive for the bill and feel like a jerk the rest of the night. But yeah, so that's um, <laughs> sorry. H- had to do that little side conversation there. Um, holy smokes, we're already at the end here. Time flies by, man. Um, first of all, before we even get there, thanks a lot for your time man really do appreciate it and for being patient with me uh peek behind the curtain here had to move this time back a little bit because uh life is just difficult that's it. i'll just leave it at that um the last one here though ryan are you sitting down this is a big one this is a big one i am you have hope that msu will beat miami in two games that's right do you have hope that msu can do it do you after seeing miami lose by a thousand to alabama I do have hope, but yes. to be to be oh, fair, you know, Alabama beats everybody by a thousand. Oh yeah, and, <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, but to me, you know, Miami is always one of those teams that is super hyped up and never lives up to it. Mm-hmm. You, you know, at least not since two thousand and one or whatever year that was with uh, Ken Dorsey. But um, great callback, yeah. Seriously. <laughs> so. Uh, you know, I think I do expect Miami to win that game, you know, and that Miami Heat, it's at, at home. Um, it is a noon game, and, you know, the sun's going to be blazing. It's going oh, yeah. to be a tough tough uh, game for MSU. I don't, I don't expect them to win, but I don't think it's going to be a Miami blowout by any means. I think there's definitely hope for a win. I'll leave it at that. I'm also hoping Appalachian State kind of pops the Hurricanes. So just morale is is as low as low can possibly be on the Hurricanes sidelines. And just, just like you said, that weird noon kickoff, no one on yeah. Miami's side is getting out of bed for that one. I mean, yeah, oh, it's, no. it's, still, it's still a noon kickoff for MSU, which sucks. But I, I'm not here to talk about that. I have an agenda <laughs> to push. So, I, yeah, it's it's going to – it's going to be a bummer for Miami. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to decide if it if it's better if if Appalachian State pulls an upset and Miami has low morale, like you said, or but if that happens, you know, is Miami going to come in super focused to prove a point against MSU? So yeah, so you, I'm you kind of hoping they actually pull that one out, but we'll see. 
you need an upset loss. And you also need like a rift in the locker room, like players pointing fingers yeah. at each other and just like really yeah. just playing the blame game, dragging each other's name in the media. Oh, God, give that to me right now. <laughs> give it to me. The only thing. Uh, man, oh, man. Well, Ryan, hey, I really do appreciate your time. And this has been awesome. I feel like we've been talking for like three minutes, but it's been the better part of 20 almost. So really, really wow. appreciate it. Um, where, where, where else can the fine folks find you uh, on, on Twitter and what? If, if, if they need to yell at you about your takes, where, where can they find you? Yeah, it's uh, just at Ryan O'Blenes, R-Y-A-N-O-B-L-E-N-E-S-S. And then I'm always uh, you know, on the only colors, writing or editing or managing the site or whatever. So Something. Put, put out there. some fire over there. Yeah, put out some fire or, yeah. or, or yeah, it's just – Man, you do it all there. Really, really appreciate the work you do over there at the Other Colors, man. That's uh, it, it's a grind. It's a grind, and, and you've stepped up to the occasion yeah, more times than not over the last few years. So, thank you uh, for that as well, man. So, that's Ryan Blennis, guys. He's the man, the myth, the legend, the Only Colors, the face of the Only Colors, I should say. Let's go. Huge thanks to Ryan, who's not only a, a great guest right there, but also a fantastic uh, just control man, manager, writer, a doer of all things, really. At theonlycolors.com. He's been there for a while. Uh, we worked alongside together. And yeah, he, oh boy, he, he's, he's, he's dragged me uh, around quite a bit here. And so major, major tip of the hat to my guy, Ryan, no doubt. Uh, betting on the Spartans doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Lockdown Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, Ron team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Lockdown Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, see you tomorrow. We're going to have some fun. Go Green.